Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Stop. You were getting so mean to her. <laughs> hey guys, uh, it's just Alex and Sarah this week. Hello. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you too. <laughs> Please bear with us today. We're sharing a mic. Um, but I promise that we'll make it we'll make it sound super flowy and awesome. Always. Um, all right. Before we jump into the episode, we have to talk about the biggest news. Colton's The Bachelor. Oh, my God. Did you see it coming? No, I really, truly did not see it coming. Shocked to my very core. (laughs) I didn't see it coming until Monday's episode. What about Monday's episode teased at all that he might actually be it? Um, just the fact that he was like leaving paradise. And I think while we have such complicated feelings about Colton, I do think that a lot of people could look at paradise as kind of his redemption season. But in all honesty, it was really hard to watch a man break down about like not knowing what he wants or who he is. He he literally was like, I only played football because everyone else wanted me to. Like he was someone who said like, I have no idea who I am. And now we have to like believe him as our bachelor. I, yeah, I I really truly feel the same way. I watched his good morning America um, interview this morning and Michael Strahan. (laughs) I mean, just speaking to your point about him not having any idea who he is. Michael Strahan was just like, listen, you've played for the NFL. Football has been a big part of your life. You're a big sports guy. And he said, yeah, sports, you know, football is my passion. So on GMA, he's telling Michael Strahan that football is his passion. But on Bachelor in Paradise, he's telling people that he only played football for everybody else. So I'm just like, this kid actually truly has no idea who he is. In addition to that, he's 26. In addition to that, he's a virgin, which not not for religious he's not he's it's not because he's elected to be a virgin by his own admission it it comes from a lack of experience so i don't know how this person (laughs) who truly has nothing to grasp onto in terms of what his identity is is supposed to pick a wife with that said it might be really interesting tv (laughs) i think it will be interesting to have a virgin as of the bachelor again it's like you know i i want to sit here and be like oh that's not like that shouldn't be that big of a deal like but you know it's obviously something he struggles with but i i to again all the points you just made i think him being a virgin does come from him literally not knowing what he wants like (laughs) like it's just like it's so unbelievable to watch now like the Bachelor is supposed to be 
really confident, really charming, kind of like, like, you know, the total package. And I think somebody that has like no direction in life is the opposite of the total package, which is not to say that they're not deserving of love, but I think it means that you like learn to love yourself, figure yourself out, go on some dates, meet lots of people, like not just like find a wife in two months. I also do think, for the record, I do think you can be a virgin and find the person that you want to spend the rest of your life. Yeah, no, of course. We're not saying that. Yeah, no, I know. I just want to put it on the record. I guess my my main gripe is also, I have a lot of gripes. I can't even categorize my gripes. I'm just, I have a lot of reservations about Colton as our bachelor, but... I'm sort of tired of this narrative of virginity being the pinnacle of morality, especially like during these trying times. Like, I feel like there's other ways to like prove your character other than like not knowing if you want to have sex yet or not. Yeah. Being a virgin does not make you a good person. It doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, but it, it like just because you're a virgin doesn't mean oh you're such a good guy like that like yeah which I guess like the take is like the reason that Colton was picked was because he was the most like Sean Lowe and Sean Lowe had these values I mean Sean Lowe's born again virginity actually did come from a value system um so there he's being compared to him and Sean Lowe has gone on record saying like people want to root for that nice guy because at the end of the de- like at the end of the final four, you get so invested in the relationship because you're so into who this person is. And I'm just like, I, I don't know that I think Colton is nice. I don't know if Colton's nice. I don't know if Colton knows that he's nice. I don't know that nice is the way to right way to categorize him at all. I think he has a lot of, shit to figure out it it yeah I agree we have no idea who Colton even is at all and it's really upsetting I'm like really upset that not like on truly I'm like upset that I have to watch this guy be the bachelor and I'm really not excited for the season and I'm really afraid that we're going to get a bunch of like twins from Ben's season on like as our uh, our contestants. And yeah. And I kind of feel bad for Tia. Like I'm kind of like my brain immediately went to do we think like if he knew that he like did producers basically tell him that if you did well on uh, Bachelor in Paradise, like just like in terms of your behavior and like redeeming yourself a little, uh, you're going to be the bachelor. Maybe because the decision for him to break out, break up with Tia seemed to come out of truly nowhere. Like he seemed to just kind of like pick it out of thin air. Like we didn't even really see him internally struggling. We just saw him be like, yeah, I choose you. And then three days later or however, whatever the passage of time is in this tiny little beach, be like, "Mm, you know what? Actually, I don't choose you. Yeah. I choose uh, fame and the $100,000 salary I'm going to get from The Bachelor. Which is like basically what we've said from the beginning about Colton. Listen, whatever. It's fine if your intention is to be famous. Like, that's fine. But be upfront about it. And I feel like everyone sees through that, like, in him. Like, everyone can see through him. He's not... 
like uh, he seems so far removed from reality like it's again it's scary it's like dude take some time for yourself get off tv yeah he's not gonna do that and honestly maybe if we just reframe the show as like hey we're gonna watch this guy have a breakdown (laughs) rather than we're gonna watch this guy fall in love like maybe we'll be more along the journey like along for the ride not that I want him to have a breakdown but I kind of want him I want something bad to not I don't wish bad things upon anybody but I think Colton needs something to push him against the wall to be like you know what like being this fake person is not sustainable this is who I actually am he needs a super hard reality check um yeah I don't know. Well, let's just dive right into the episode. Clearly, we are uh, worked up about what's going on. But so he walks out on Tia out of nowhere and Tia's like, all right, me too. (laughs) I just think the best part of their breakup was we see this whole dramatic sequence and then we see John like lightly stirring from a nap and like walking on the rocks and just like not really knowing where he is. And he just kind of like stumbles into Jordan's interview so he can give him a hug. And then he's like, yeah, have you seen Colton and Tia? And Jordan's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it was really, really, really good comedy. Uh, really enjoyed that. I also like the part of the breakup. So Colton like confides in Kevin that he's like thinking about leaving. He doesn't feel right about him and Tia. So Colton goes up to Tia and he's like, hey, can you and I talk privately? And Astrid just goes, what's wrong? <laughs> He just like ignored her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, you know, part of me is like, I'm glad they're gone. I didn't need this whole thing to be the Colton and Tia show. But yeah, onwards and up. Uh, Should we talk about Kevin and Astrid? Okay, so um, the biggest thing to take away from Kevin and Astrid's relationship this week is that Kevin's uh, ex, Ashley Iconetti, got engaged to... Jared Habon right in front of him. (laughs) That was so rude. I could not believe they forced him to do that. What they should have done is sent Kevin and Astrid on a date (laughs) away and then let Jared and Ashley get engaged in front of everyone else. Right in front of his face. He acts so like just so well behaved like going up saying congratulations but not only did this happen in front of their faces Ashley ignored him the entire time didn't look at him like straight in the eyes once and Jared basically was like yeah she cheated on you with me (laughs) to the whole crew he literally pointed at Kevin he was like I dated someone Ashley dated someone (laughs) and looked him dead in the eyes I was like "Ooh, bold move have you seen Kevin's muscles he talked about his Nutribullet recipes <laughs> with Astrid for like 20 minutes on the beach. He, he, everyone should be careful. I know. Uh, I felt so bad for him. There was really literally nothing worse. I could like there was no worse experience. I can imagine. Ashley and Jared have since gone on Ashley's almost famous podcast and said like Jared apparently fought super hard with producers to get Kevin and Astrid on a date. And like, honestly, it's kind of a bummer because like the whole Kevin storyline took a, like not only did it hurt his feelings so much, but it also took away from Jared and Ashley's engagement. I thought, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I'm happy for them. You know, they make choices for themselves. I think uh, Kevin's with someone much better for him now, but 
Yeah, that was super, super rough to watch. Did you also like see that little shady line from Kevin when he said, um, I'm I was a big part of Ashley's dating life. Let's just put it that way. He he basically told Jordan that she lost her virginity to him. And uh, OK, while I don't I when I first saw that, I was like, whoa. But then I was like, you literally just had to watch her get engaged to another guy and you're venting to your friend. I don't know that I would be in the right state of mind to like watch everything I was saying myself. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, literally, he did not like he did wink to it, but he didn't fully say it. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, because again, it it's never been admitted that that act took place between the two of them. But I think what Kevin's biggest insecurity is and what he says his biggest insecurity is, is he fears that he was his only role in Ashley's life as her boyfriend was like but a mere pawn in the greater scheme that is the Jared and Ashley I love story. And like I kind of agree with him. They've said it many times <laughs> that he basically was. Like they really just like treated him like an, a machine part or something. Yeah, yeah. He had like true feelings for this girl and she was using it as a way to get over Jared and like the second that she was with him Jared was like no I don't know Jared I'm still like you're so annoying <laughs> get out of my face Ugh. that Rob Thomas tag I was like we're still on this whole Rob Thomas thing <laughs> I forgot for a minute I was like what the heck <laughs> Uh, whatever. There is good news or a light at the end of the tunnel because beautiful. They did end up sending Kevin and Astrid on a date and Astrid did tell him that she was in love with him. And Astrid is just so gorgeous and so classy. And I like I don't mean to objectify her because I do really love her brain and her heart and her personality. But her boobs are like out of control. Oh, yeah. She's like so hot and so gorgeous. So, yeah, they said that they love each other. And that was awesome. Happy to see that. Should we talk about. Camille and Annalise, Camille and Chelsea, and Camille and Chu. Yeah, okay. I have to say, so when Chu took Camille on this date, I was like, Annalise, shut up. It's over. It's over. And I'm just watching her be like, I would be so heartbroken if he asked me to get married today. I would say yes, like all this stuff. And I was like, Annalise, you are just so sad. He's going to come back and be over you. And then he came back and he picked her. And I was like, oh, maybe she's not as crazy as I thought. I know. I, I, I definitely he's given he's definitely is giving her validation. And he even said to her, he was just like, hey, don't freak out when I go on this date because I am into you. I do feel like there is some sort of like shady language that he uses with the women because he's kind of like, yeah, Annalise and I are in the friend zone. Like he doesn't appear to be as into her as she's into him. He seems to just sort of be along for the paradise ride and then he'll be over it when it's done. Yeah, but what is interesting is he has the rose this week. So it was like, it was, it, it like, yeah, he he's telling all the other girls, like, I'm in the friend zone, I'm in the friend zone. He's trying them all out. And then he's like, no, I still like Annalise. And it's like, he doesn't have to like her. Like, he doesn't have to do anything. I think he likes her enough to be like okay I'd rather I'd rather spend this time with you because 
we're going to dry hump on that day bed and we're going to spend the nights together and I can at the very least talk to you. Like that was one thing that he said to Shoshana, uh, to Shu, as they've been calling her. I did kind of like how direct he was with her the multiple times that he spoke to her. Uh, but he was just like, I think you are truly stunning, but I feel nothing towards you. My insides do not match your insides. Our outsides. <laughs> There, that's another story, but our insides do not match. And he's like, do you get it? And she's like, no. <laughs> Can we talk about you for a minute? I think it's so, un- so ridiculous, the stupid witch thing. I'm like, everyone just shut up. You're so annoying. Like, it's it, whatever. She's hurt. But she is, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, the animal, like, I... I- in general, and we could talk about Chelsea next, but like I am pretty impressed by Annalise's. Annalise is very vulnerable and she's very, which I, I think is a good thing, but she very much wears her heart on her sleeve. But I do think it's like kind of badass that she sticks up for herself. The only thing that I, because like when she had that conversation with Shu, I was like, oh, this is like, she was just like, hey, leave him alone. He's not interested. Um, the only thing that I thought was annoying was she took that like kind of like throwaway way of describing how Shu made Camille feel and like turned it into a plot point for the show. Yeah, I agree. It was super ridiculous and super stupid. And like, yeah, again, I agreed with Annalise up until that moment. And Shu is a little like, I mean, well said it. She attaches herself real quick to whatever's in front of her. And that was like really, really kind of wild to see her bounce from like Camille. And like Camille, eventually we'll be together. Eventually we'll be together. And then it took one person to be like, I see you in Jordan. She was like, yeah. Okay, now Jordan. But again, it happens after she's rejected. Like, I was literally, I don't know why I was watching the Tony Robbins documentary. I heard him on Katie Couric's podcast and I was intrigued. But I heard him say on a show that rejection breeds obsession. And I was like, and then I literally the next day watched Shu get rejected and become obsessed. Like, the minute that she couldn't have a guy become obsessive. And, like, honestly, if it wasn't for her gorgeous electric blue nails and her, like, (laughs) just, like, pretty face that I like looking at, I would just be like, go home. I still think she should go home. She's so gorgeous, but she should definitely go home. (laughs) Um, Chelsea. Oh, God, Chelsea. I, listen, she desperately wanted a chance (laughs) to stay. She he went over went after her friend's boyfriend. It wasn't the classiest <laughs> move. This is the shit that pisses me off beyond everything. This is the minute that I turned with Tia, and I feel like this is the minute that I turned with Chelsea. The thing again, it doesn't necessarily bother me that she went after the guy. That doesn't bother me as much as she took her conversation with Annalise and she prodded her to admit that Annalise was having doubts so she could use that as a mechanism to break somebody. So like you cannot come in under the guise of a supportive friend and use somebody's vulnerable information against them. I mean, Chelsea, I saw, I follow her on Twitter and she was just like, it was editing, but uh, I don't know you said what you said. And it was a tough look and Annalise called you out for it. So clearly like you did something to piss her off. 
Well, also, Chelsea's kind of been like Annalise's like go-to person in terms of exactly this, like her insecurities about her relationship. So I did actually have a problem that she went after Camille like that. Like that was an issue for me, too. I did feel bad about her panic attack (laughs) because I do think genuinely this woman was just like, oh, my God, I just left my kid for over a month and like I am coming back with nothing. And like what I just like left him. I mean, I'm sure he like had a babysitter. (laughs) I mean, like it's a tough it's uh, I can get why in a minute you could sort of let emotion take over your body like a little too hard but like she kind of went exhausted her options realized like there's a way to just be like hey I tried bachelor nation it didn't work for me maybe dating in Maine is the better way to go like not all is lost here no I totally agree I think it was just more of a like in the moment thing uh really quickly did we ever find out if Kristen is okay (laughs) Oh, my God. Poor Kristen. No. <laughs> I, I'm So this is all happening in part one. And then I'm watching part two and I'm like, oh, my God, Kristen survived. We truly don't know. I she wrote on I like was spending too much time in Twitter last night while I was watching the episode. But she is like her social media media presence is active unless it's like a ghost writer uh, writing her tweets. And it's like or a bachelor producer that's trying to cover up their like accidental death. But right, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm part of the problem because I didn't realize it until 24 hours later. I had no idea what happened to her. I sort of feel bad for the whole Kristen of it all because they just seem to bring her in at the end when they know she's not going to find anyone. And they're just like, hey, shake things up if you can. I don't feel bad for her. She knows exactly what her role is there. She was just on that show where you get engaged in two hours. Like, I don't feel I think she's fine and she knows who she is to these people. Uh, I'm try- anything else from the shoe? I guess Jordan comes in. New Zealand Jordan comes in for a hot second. Bibby's ex. Bibby's ex. Very nice gentleman. When Chelsea struck out with him, that's when she seemed to go really hard on Camille. But like, again, she wasn't into him and she basically pawned him off on Cassandra. And the minute they left on the date, exactly what you said. She was like, wait a minute. This could be the guy for me. And then sobbed when he was like I'm confused by you she's like that's not fair I know this girl is not so um good lead-in though to the Eric Cassandra Angela of it all Eric you you messed up dude <laughs> like he was really really sending mixing like literally told Angela I'm not going on dates with anyone else first of all we need to define the term all in apparently because like that's all anyone can go off here I would assume assume all in means like I like you and I don't like anyone else so Cassandra shows up but okay I'm a little disappointed because Cassandra as soon as Angela told her like what happened she like stood up for herself stood up for Angela was like Eric dude, you're like, like, I don't like what you did here. And then the next day was like, yeah, we can still see where it goes. Yeah. She was doing her rose ceremony campaigning. Like it's a bummer because at that point, like you really, when you're, this is the problem with the show, because when you're one of the later people that come in, it's not about who you connect with. It's about who's left and it's about keeping yourself there. So like she kind of had to be like, Hmm, 
just kidding in order for her to stay, even though I don't think she actually had any feelings at all towards Eric. And I don't think Eric had feelings for her back, obviously. Yeah, I feel like so many of them don't have any feelings for each other. I don't know that Eric... I don't know that Eric has the ability to fall in love with somebody now. Like, he seems to be very good at giving advice, but he seems very immature when it comes to taking on his own emotional relationships. Like, I just actually don't think he knows how to be in a relationship at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't forget Rachel's season. Like, the big thing was that he really had never been in a serious relationship. I wonder if he's I was thinking about this last night. I was like, I wonder if he still has some lingering feelings for Rachel. They had a tough breakup. No, I don't think so. It wasn't that long ago. It was long enough ago. It was like over a year ago. Yeah, but it really was his like first real relationship. If anything, it might have got it might have made him more in his head about like dating I just don't necessarily think this environment is great for him because it's going to be hard to be on a show. It's going to be hard to date as long as he wants to be on a show. And I just don't think he's going to be able to be in a relationship in the context of the show. It happens too quickly. Like he's going to need a girl who's going to be so patient with him. Yeah. And then isn't that interesting because he said Angela was moving too slow for him. That was like his excuse. His, oh God, his rationale for Angela was just like, I don't feel that you're giving me the feelings I need to feel that makes me seem like you're into it. I was like, what is this logic? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I like I he ugh. <laughs> I know. Um probably good that he went home. Oh, fun fact. Angela's dating Clay now from Becca season, the football player. What? How did they meet? I have no idea, but they like went public with their relationship on Instagram today. Oh my God. I love Clay. Okay. They're a good match. Love Clay. Oh, I miss him. Oh my God. Good. Cute. She's cute. She's going to look great at a football game wearing all his gear. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, all right. So then we have like the old folks show up. <laughs> All of the successful Paradise love stories. Did Tanner look like he wanted to kill himself? <laughs> so it's funny because um, uh, Carly and Jade are clearly BFFs. I don't think like Tanner and Evan get along at all. They just don't seem to have the same amount of bro chemistry as the women do. Yeah. Um, but Joe and Kendall get the date. I actually thought this was quite sweet. He, he called himself Uncle Joey. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> the visual of Joe holding a crying baby and Kendall trying to play her shitty ukulele and sing <laughs> and the baby just hating their guts <laughs> was one of the funnier things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that baby hated her. I did see that. Um Jade and Carly were getting a lot of slack, like a lot of heat on uh, social media because people were like, I can't believe you just left your child there to cry. Uh, to set the record straight, Jade did say that they were on set the whole time. Like that little like montage of them getting their nails done and stuff happened later. 
100%. I think it's a law or something because there's no way. It looked like Joe and Kendall were with the baby for about 20 minutes. Like, there's no way that they could have gotten all that date, stun, date stuff done within 20 minutes. And also, who gives a fuck? Like, the kids are being, like, there's 100 people on set monitored by the kids. Like, people are just so judgmental of parenting choices. And uh, of mothering choices. Not even parenting. They're so... Ju- I doubt Tanner got any messages on Instagram last night. It's so unfortunate. I do really feel bad. Like, I see Jade and Carly post stuff a lot about people mommy shaming them. And it's like, what? Like, these are just two women who are seriously obsessed with their daughters that want to just, like, have a nice life with them. Leave them be. Yeah. And, like, them being on these shows, like, allows them to be stay-at-home parents. Like, their their sponsorships, like, allows them to be as focused of mothers as they choose to be or, like, within the lifestyle that they choose to have. Their FabFitFun subscriptions alone are getting them a quarter of a year, like, to, yes, spend every other waking minute with their children. (laughs) People are absurd. I... Ugh, I'm I'm sick of the mother shaming that comes from the show. I know I'm guilty of it. I think it's harder to watch people leave their kids than it is to watch like people come on with their kids. Maybe I don't know. I, like you, I guess you can't like pick and choose what you shame. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about this anymore. Uh, <laughs> how cute was it when Joe said that sometimes he needs help finding the hole when he was building the crib with Kendall? I know. I really did think that they, uh, this was like nice for us to see because, you know, we obviously like them, but it's always been kind of like a little awkward when we've watched them. Also, finding the hole was obviously an illusion to them spending some time in the bedroom together. No, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> like, I thought it was nice. And I was just like, that's not the right response. <laughs> I mean, it's like a private moment about their sex life. I didn't necessarily need that comment. <laughs> Like, it's fun for her, but, like, I didn't need to watch it. I needed it. Um, Chris gets a haircut. I can't believe Jordan, like, cracked the baby hairs thing. I mean, I feel I don't feel like he's, like, fully fixed it, but it definitely does look better. Yeah, it's helped. I mean, we talked about this a lot the other week. Um, and him and Crystal are in love. I guess. I just like I just get so bummed watching Crystal, who I've come around so much on, like actually falling for this guy, Chris. And she truly seems into him and he truly seems into her. And I'm like freaked out by the idea that they might actually make it. Yeah, um, I don't know. They were teasing an engagement on um, after the final rose. But like I have to say. I'm getting real sick of ABC using promos from other AFRs to tease things for these. They did it last year for Bachelor in Paradise. They took a direct quote from um, Danielle from Nick's season and they put it into the Bachelor in Paradise teaser. And then they did the same thing with Tia and they teased an engagement and all of the people freaking out were all the people on winter games. Like it was Bibiana. Bibiana was wearing that same dress in the teaser that she wore on winter games when Taylor, no, not winter games. What am I thinking of? 
Yeah, Winter Games. When when Benoit, I'm like, who got engaged? When Benoit and Claire got engaged. And I'm like, stop trying to trick me. You can't fool me. I recognize those outfits. A lot of people seem outraged by this because like I've seen people go on the same rant as you. I don't know that they're trying to trick us. I, I just feel like they don't have footage. So they're just like using other footage to tell a narrative for what's about to happen. Like to me, it was just so obvious that it wasn't this... <laughs> It wasn't in paradise like because you saw like Leslie Murphy sitting in the crowd that I was just like, why is everyone freaking out? I feel like they just didn't shoot it in time for the promo. So they're just like, hey, these are the faces you're going to see. No, I'm upset. I didn't like that. <laughs> um, Yeah. So I don't know. It looks like we'll see an engagement. I don't know. They might make it. They'll probably I don't know. They're probably Crystal and Chris are probably going to leave paradise and be like, no, this is never going to work. The one thing that I liked about their date um, was the water dancing that they did. And I feel like that's enough to at least give them like three more weeks outside of paradise. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll give it like a the good like college try, but I don't think it'll like work. They'll be like, remember when we water danced in paradise? I feel like all of their conversations afterwards, it would be like, remember paradise? Yeah. <laughs> remember paradise? <gasps> Oh my God, remember I'm Paradise? <laughs> um, Jordan and Jenna might actually be the ones to make it through. They seem to work. I don't know. Robbie comes over next week trying to shake things up. Oh my God, Kendall, Robbie. Oh my God, my favorite person is back. Diggy. Oh, yes, but we're not done talking about Jenna and Jordan. I have more to say, but you're right. Oh. Diggy. Oh, um, the moment where Jenna is just so drunk (laughs) and when everyone starts breaking up, she starts sobbing. She's like, what about us? And he's like, I'm not Colton. You're not Tia. I like Colton never looked at Tia the way that I looked at you. I was like, that's a good pump up. I remember like being in a relationship and having like so many couples break up around me. And I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) And needing that like that nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Jenna clearly was just so drunk, too, and everyone was freaking out. And she was just like, me, too. <laughs> okay, now can we talk about Diggy? Bye. Oh, one note. Okay, John and Olivia doing that jalapeno pepper kiss was truly the most disgusting thing I've ever watched. And I feel really different after watching it. And I hope I never have to see anything like that ever again. Different about them as a couple or different about John in general? I just feel different about them as individuals that they would ever agree to something so horribly disgusting. Alex, that was, it was so bad. I can't believe how long it lasted. I thought I was going to vomit. I fast forwarded admittedly because I couldn't handle it. Um, But I don't know that I feel differently. To me, John just seems so indifferent to everybody. Like he's just like, yeah, Olivia's fine enough. She's here. Like, I think, like, John's just down a date. Like, I don't think he's into anybody. I mean, I think he's into every, I think he's into nobody, and I think he's into everybody at the same time. Like, he's just down for whoever wants to make out. Yeah, yeah. He's not leaving paradise with anyone. He's just having a blast there. <laughs> he's having afternoon naps and kissing lots of girls, and everything's cool. Which is kind of why when she went out with Diggy, I was like, oh, this could be more fun. Like, I thought they were kind of cute together. Like, especially after Diggy, like, talked to Shu and was just like, okay, this is too much. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) 
and then he ended up telling the story about him growing up with his mom and how she's dressed him in bow ties. And I'm like, you are so delicious. I just want to like bite your head. And like Olivia is also super cute and she was eating it up. And then their kiss, they seem to actually have a lot of chemistry. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I like them too. I think it's a little too late in the game for them to like maybe end up together. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll keep talking. I don't think there's any good, there's going to be any sort of serious engagement. I mean, I remember last year, Diggy, Diggy was in something that I really thought seemed like serious. And then on the last day, he was like, let's part ways. And she was like, what? <laughs> who was that? It was Dominique. And then he asked the other woman who's very gorgeous who but who like I think mostly identified as a lesbian to like leave as a couple with him and she's like no thank you (laughs) that's right that's right that's right okay okay I got it no thank you (laughs) um yeah I think we got through them all I don't think there's anyone left we've got our finale next week I personally am exhausted yeah, I'm tired. Um, not that I haven't had a blast this summer, but I'm like kind of ready to like sit in what just happened, like think about all the couples and their fluidity and their like so willingness and downness to date each other. <laughs> I also like really need time to process Colton before I have to watch him as the best. I'm like, uh, like on. I'm very like I have like Sunday scaries about it. Doesn't Sunday scaries like apply to when you had like an embarrassing weekend ahead of time? No, 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 no. Sundays. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. It has two meanings. So you can have Sunday scaries. You can have Saturday scaries because you like got really drunk the night before and got really, you did something really embarrassing. Or Sunday night scaries is you're like, I'm freaking out because tomorrow's work. Oh, that's more of what I felt about Colton. Oh, okay. So, like, you see Colton more as a Monday than you do as a, like, what did I do last night? Colton is such a Monday. That's such a good way to describe him. Colton is such a Monday. Oh, I have to wake up early. (laughs) Oh, just suck it up. (laughs) We all have to do it. We all have to get through this together. I also, like, I do think he will be more interesting television than Ari. Like, rest assured, I think we will have a better time. The only, honestly, the only thing that at this point is giving me anxiety is, like, I just don't want a younger cast. It's going to be a bunch of twins. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought the stupid twins back (laughs) from Ben's season. Those twins. They're far too old now. (laughs) (laughs) I am just really not looking forward to it. Wait, really, really, really quickly... Do you know that I'm so late to the game? Lauren Bushnell and Devin broke up. I noticed that he wasn't really being featured on her Instagram. And then she posted something about guys like sucking. That was weird to me. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, yeah, they announced that like a month ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Ben talked about it on the podcast a little bit. And he was just like, listen, it has nothing to do with me. This general this guy has truly nothing to do with me outside of the fact that there was a period of time that I was jealous of him. And like, and then he kind of like went on this diatribe of like, I mean, you know, at the time it was kind of like easier to reconcile that Lauren and I might not be the right people for each other because she was meant to be with this other person. So I, maybe I do feel kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed to be going back and forth a lot about it. And it said, that is interesting that it's like, okay, the person that you had to break up with, 
they started dating someone pretty soon after you. And so, yeah, of course, there's going to be a lot of feelings there. And then it's like they break up and it's like, well, the last place you left off with her was like you were jealous of her boyfriend. So it's like, wow, that is kind of weird. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's heightened because this is some these are people that everyone who's dating lives like the date their dating lives are the thing that everybody talks about like that is the reason that they're famous (laughs) um yeah I don't know I mean I obviously feel bad for her but like I don't know she's just so gorgeous and so nice and cool that I just assume that somebody's gonna like if she wants to be scooped up will come by pretty soon yeah I feel bad in the sense that breakups are hard I think she's fine the only thing that's really unfortunate is they're in business together and that can't be easy to work with somebody that you're that you broke up with yeah but she was the name like she was the one who carried I mean she was the one he wouldn't have the business without her yeah. like it's she's gonna be the one to sustain it I truly I I know that like looks are only but skin deep but like ugh, I I don't know. I felt like she was dating a little bit beneath her. I feel like she always does. <laughs> I I want Ben to just like settle down already. <laughs> I want Ben to be the freaking bachelor. Wow, now the Colton's bachelor someone's changing their tune. <laughs> Well, at this point, I'm just like, oh, I didn't know what I had when it was in front of me this entire time. (laughs) I I would love, love, love for Ben to be the next Bachelor. I'm upset that Colton's the Bachelor, and I'm also upset that whatever dumb contestants are on his season, one of them is going to be the Bachelorette, and I know I'm going to hate her. Mm -hmm. Who's it going to be? Probably some dumb twin. (laughs) You are really on this whole twin thing. I don't think we're going to get the twins. I really don't think we're going to get a gimmick. I think we're going to get a lot of like church girls. <laughs> that was rude. That wasn't a pig noise. That was a snoring noise, by the way. I wonder if they're going to purposely like half of them are going to like never have had sex. And then the other half are just going to be like wild like ready to take someone's virginity now, like very sexual people and like haven't had, I don't want to say you can have not have had sex and still be a very sexual person, but like I'm curious as to what the, the divide's going to be between experience and inexperience is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the virginity thing, I'm just like, I'm over it. Some people have had it. Some people have it. That's great. Like, this is going to be the most, like, all they're going to talk about is his stupid virginity. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, I We all know you're lying anyway. <laughs> I don't think he's lying. Just at this point, I just, I just still think it's too weird of a choice to lie about. But I, I, I think after sleeping on it for three months and like not talking about it for three months, I might be into the virginity talk again. Okay. It's an interesting thing. Like for a football player who looks that way, who's like not like who's good enough in conversation and comfortable enough around women to like not have had sex. Like that is so interesting. Right? No? No. Yeah, sure. It is. I guess. I just, again, Colton's just my Monday. I have to get over it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for 
you know, a great summer. We're coming to the end here. Um, next week's our finale. Uh, there's going to be some proposals. Can't wait to see who broke up. Who's <laughs> still together. Right now, I could see a lot of people staying together. I could see Joe and Kendall together, Jordan and Jenna, Astrid and Kevin. I can see a lot of people sticking it out. Astrid and Kevin are the next Adam and Raven to me. Like, I can actually see them making practical choices to stay together and not getting engaged right away because they're reasonable humans. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Holly Laurent, and I have a new podcast called Mega. Each week, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ross Kimball and Greg Hess. It's a fully improvised podcast existing in a fictional mega church called Twin Hills Community Church. Each week, we have a different comedian on playing a new character who works at the church. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Campfire.